Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. Doing on a Thursday, perfect time for some Wolfing down your lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron? So the Cardinals introduced Nick Rollis as their defensive coordinator yesterday, and it was music to Wolf's ears. There's a lot of players that uh, play extremely hard, fly around. You know, one that comes to mind, obviously, Buddha. Buddha sets the standard on how you play this game. It is violent. It is high motor, 24/7. And I'm just picking one guy out. There's all guy. There's all kinds of guys on this defense that play to that standard. And we're going to continue to demand to push that even further, and for everyone to be at that standard of playing violently and being explosive. What did you think about Nick Rollis's presser yesterday? I mean, I think all these guys so far are saying all the right things, Wolf. I also think, just based on what we know about Jonathan Gannon and, and Nick Rollis in particular, they are very much in that school of they just like to get out there and start proving it right now. I know their season just ended. Proving like it every day, right? Ago. Yes, no, prove it every day. Every single day. Every Being a single state day. of proving it, <laughs> Mal. Being a state of proving it. That's just who you are. Of course. It's assumed it's every day, Polly. Stop it. Okay, you've got me sidetracked right now. He had me at demand. <laughs> thought he had you at violent. No, 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 no. I just did. That's just two in your face right there. Demand. You know what? As a coach, that's exactly what you do. You demand your player goes out, knows what to do, and goes out and plays the position with soul. You make a demand on your player. Don't worry about who he's playing against. Yeah, is he going to get beat? Of course. He's going to get beat. But you're going to demand whether he does his job or not. You're going to demand that he does it. In a violent kind of way. I was on the say, field, in between the white lines. When have you ever backed off being, quote, two in your face, unquote? You're a wedge oh, that's buster. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that's the definition. He stared of... in their face. Um, and then I, ran him over. I honestly, I, I know what Nirvana feels like, basically. I do. I know what Nirvana feels like. I know what it sounds like. What does it sound like? Well, I mean, they have oh, a lot no, of Oh, no, I'm not talking about oh, the band. I'm okay. talking about Nirvana. I know what it feels like. Run down the field and bury your face into a man the size of Saturn's third moon. That's what it feels like. So then, what do you want to hear from Drew Petzing today? I'm looking up how many moons Saturn has. I'm going to just double check. If he's going to use a fullback <laughs> in this offense. <laughs> if he's going to run 12 personnel, 13 personnel. No, you go ahead. You, you, that was the most revved up I've ever seen anybody to talk. Um, I want to hear him say we will have three significant offenses. Oh. Three. Oh, wow. not enough. Three. Seriously. Three. I want three. Under center. Shotgun. And pistol. Three significant offenses. 
All right. Saturn has 83 moons. <laughs> well, they have 83 moons. Well, uh, stay yeah, on task. I said Saturn's third moon. Yeah, I just, I didn't realize. I thought there was like 16. How, uh, I want to hear about <laughs> Kyler Murray from Drew Petzing. Now, I know that this already backfired me on me once because I wanted to hear Nick Rollis, his thoughts on Isaiah Simmons yesterday, and I didn't hear one thing That about was number it. two. Okay, but yeah, I, I do think Kyler Murray's name is obviously going to come up frequently in today's press conference, which starts in an hour and 53 minutes and 21 seconds. And I can't wait to hear this. Drew Petzing. Can't wait. So, tonight, you can catch the season premiere of Cardinals Flight Plan on the AZ Cardinals YouTube page at 7 o'clock. So I have a little sneak peek to play for you of Jonathan Gannon telling a story about before he got the job. And at all is credit to Buda Baker and how he plays. Because Nick Rollis said yesterday, Buda sets the standard on how you play this game. Love. We'll just see how far this went with Jonathan Gannon and his family. Yeah, they're still young enough. They they take a little while to understand. But here's, here's what I know. Lola asked, Dad, could I wear a Kyler Murray jersey? And my son, my oldest son, Rocco, said, Dad, could I wear a Buda Baker jersey? And we were just in... They were just in Phoenix or Scottsdale for the Super Bowl. And uh, he got to go to some Super Bowl activities. And he actually had a Budabeka jersey on for his Super Bowl experience. I actually showed Michael and Monty the video of it on uh, Monday and said, look at that, how cool is that? So the Lord works in mysterious ways. So uh, I called Buddha and, and told him that. So my son's a big fan. So Jonathan Gannon's son wore a Buda Baker jersey when he was coaching the Eagles in the Super Bowl to the NFL experience while his daughter asked to wear a Kyler Murray jersey. Man, it's a good choice. You know, again, I love the fact they're taking Buda Baker and they're holding him up as the standard but this of what's going to be around. What happens here. when you get defensive minds as your your head it's, coach? It's, it's, it's so like, true. Well, let's see who plays the girl. Buda Baker. You you can just you can look at the Cardinals roster last year and say, okay, who personifies playing the game the right way? And it would obviously be Buda Baker. You could look around the entire NFL last year and say who personifies playing the game the right way, and Buda Baker would be on the very short list of names that jumps out. Yeah. JJ, what do you got, JJ? What do you got for me? What do you got? One more. You give us one more study. You come back one more time, JJ. What do you got? One more. You got it. You, you can There's still no way. ball and you know it. There's no way. No way. One more. Source. Please, please. Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, which Cardinals coordinator has more to prove in their first year? Is it D.C. Nick Rollis or O.C. Drew Petsing? Oh, wow. Drew. Can I just say J.G.? <laughs> we'll just go above the coordinators and go right to Jonathan Gannon. It would be unlike you to answer one of these multiple choice questions with an answer that wasn't an option. Listen, um... I think that Nick Rawless is going to lean heavily on JG. Uh, I think he's going to lean heavily on him. As a first-time play caller, and JG revealed that as well, that Nick Rawless was going to call the place. But i got to believe that you're going to have JG right there with Nick. 
as these plays are being called. Yeah. So right there. 84% say Drew Petzing. That's the 16% say Nick Rollis. I will say this. We're all going to look at this team a little like sideways if the defense isn't good next year. We're going to be like, wait a minute, what? But the pressure's on the guy who's working with Kyler Murray. The Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant are eyeing Wednesday's matchup against the Charlotte Hornets as the forwards debut with the organization and first game back from an MCL injury. So when KD does come back, guys, how do you think the Suns will handle his playing time or workload? Uh, let's see. I, I see one, two. I see a few back-to-backs. Um, I actually only see two back-to-backs. I don't know that he's going to play in a lot of back-to-backs in the regular season, and there aren't any in the playoffs. He might. I just... Let's say he comes back on Wednesday and there's 20 games left. I would take the under on him playing 20 games the rest of the regular season. I think they're going to give him a couple. Over, games. under <laughs> 17. Over, um, under 17 for the rest of the I'm regular season. The over. Are you really? I'm taking the over, man. Boy, that's yeah. a good number. I, I do. And, and by the way, playing a back-to-back, just to say, all right, to, to all you guys out there that think that I'm not going to play in a back-to-back, watch this. Right, KD? <laughs> right, KD? Can you chop them up for me? I think 17's the number, actually. I think that's it. You think that's what Vegas is setting it at? Well, they al- they'll it? always set it at a half. Oh, okay. So people can't do what I so just did. So 17 and a half. Yeah, they would go 17. And then I would take the under, because okay. I think it'll be 17. Okay. Because there's a couple back-to-backs in there. He's probably going to come back with 20 games left. I'm assuming he misses at least one of those back-to-backs. I mean, you have to remember when they were ramping up D-Book and Chris Paul. I mean, remember, they were out on the injury report as injury management. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's either 17 or under. Injury Wasn't that what it was called? Yes. They don't have the blue juice in the NBA. Somebody needs to take the blue juice right now. I Listen, you need as many games as you possibly can. We don't need no stinking, no back-to-back action. on Playing the game. Who cares? Go out and do it. Are you really that worried about him breaking into a million pieces because he plays in a back-to-back? No, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I would play everybody 82 games a year, and I would probably be out of the league quickly. Here we go. All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. When we come back, how many quarterbacks do the Cardinals actually need next season? That number seems to keep going up. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I get those goosebumps every time. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I get those goosebumps every time. I need the Heimlich. Throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, when you're not around, when you what gives you the goosebumps? That is the question we ask on the Wolf and Luke time. show. For me, it's the tunnel. I, I walk in a tunnel, and I, I kid you not, it's every time. I get those goosebumps every time. Every time. Come around, what about when you drive through the tunnel on the 10? No. No? Okay. No. When I walk through that tunnel, 
suddenly I'm not fat and 60. Do you still get that feeling? Yes. So even like during training camp, when you walk into that tunnel, you get that feeling? I get that feeling when it's a stadium, an NFL stadium. I get that where that tunnel is closed up and you walk. You're literally walking from the darkness into the daylight. That is cool. Like even just, you know, how ASU has it set up with the, the Pat Tillman and you're walking out, just even if you're not playing, just walking out on the field, you go from that light, yes. all right? Everything's right here. Yes. Yeah. And though I couldn't bust a grape anymore, Basin audience, can I just tell you right now, it's still, I, I, I walk out on a tunnel and I, I don't think of myself this way. <laughs> I'm 24 again, man. I'm 24. I got 8% body fat. I, I got some eye black on. And you're going down. The Boston College leading by 11 points, 20 to 9. It is fourth down and goal for West Virginia. Fourth and goal. Gay and Wolfley are in there. It goes to Wolfley. He's touchdown. effort right here made the play as Wolfley twisted got hit about the goal line and twisted into the end zone watch him turn his shoulders corkscrew right here he gets hit now he turns and twists just so uh, there, you know, too, I got killed there so much of the there time. Any so back- when I say you're going down, Luke, that's just me. That was what I thought. Somebody's going walking down. out of that tunnel. Yeah, the, uh, the, the there were no backhanded uh, compliments from the announcers on that cut. A lot yeah, of the ones Maloney that? plays, like, screw. like what a play by Wolfley. Completely unnecessary, though. Like, <laughs> we have that one. So. With a little motion, and all of a sudden, you give the ball to a guy that's known for his blocking, and that's Ron Wolfley. You give it to him, everyone is surprised. They think he's going to block. He blows right by everyone into the end zone. First touchdown of the year for Ron Wolfley. <laughs> See, a couple shots there. Who would expect him to get the ball? Well, he had zero so funny, before this. Because one of those plays that you just played right there, Vetter James, my boy, he actually saw it for the first time. He saw it on my phone looking at it. He was like, Dad. You, you you caught a pass. That's what he said. You, you scored a touchdown? Was that you? I said, yeah, that was me. He was like, right on. Knocked out at the 34 by Holloway. Well, not not the longest. It's a twenty-eight uh, yard reception against the Cowboys. You had twenty-eight yard right yeah. there. That was yeah. I, I still remember that too, man. That was big time right there. If I had any speed, I would have scored. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know how to transition from you to Kyler Murray, so I'm just going to say that <laughs> sentence. Um, there are questions as to how many quarterbacks the Cardinals actually have right now, right? Because you got Kyler Murray, you don't know if he's playing at the start of the next year. I would assume he's not. Some people say he's going to miss the first half of the season. I tend to think that while that's possible, there's not really any way to know that on February 23rd. Now there's talk that uh, Colt McCoy is dealing with an injury too and it's not like talk from 
Bill's blog out there. It's uh, it's from the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, on the Dave Pash podcast. Well, Colt, the Colts coming back from an, uh, an injury as well uh, that is going to limit him during the off season. So I think you know we've got a and I'm not as dialed in on where his recovery is. So that's going to be another um, you know set of uh, dynamics that, that that Drew and JG are going to have to work through in terms of okay uh, and Monty. You know, are we, are, we're going to definitely need a, a quarterback that can help us out during the uh, the OTAs and everything, and we can't put it all on on Colt when he comes back. But I know Colt Colt can still play. Mm-hmm. I know he feels he can still play, and he's 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 uh, he's he's still got a lot of gas left in the tank, and I've got a lot of confidence in him. So we'll see exactly what the plan is. That's not for me to figure out. Sure. That's for those guys sure. to figure out. But I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. Boy, how about that? I mean, that is news on the quarterback room right there. Um, Our own Tyler Drake, of course, from ArizonaSports.com, our own Tyler Drake actually reported that Colt McCoy was seen walking around Media Row during the Super Bowl week, of course, with a cast on his wrist. I did not see that. Did you see it? We were out there. I saw Tyler Drake's report. I didn't see it. I did not see him walking around with a cast. You were too busy looking for guys you used to fight. (laughs) Colt McCoy didn't make the list. And we didn't find any of them either. That's how old I am. We thought we found two, but we ended up finding zero. Well, I didn't. Yeah, right. Um, I thought there was one guy that looked a little suspicious. (laughs) I Um, thought you were going to fight him two weeks ago. He was looking at me, too, because we were the two old guys in Media Row. And I think he, you know, he's like, man, did I I fight that guy? Um, I I don't know. Um, Let me just say, this is going to be interesting going forward because you've got David Blau, who is a restricted free agent. you got Trace McSorley, who's unrestricted. Um, who might you bring back if Colt McCoy is going to miss some of this offseason? I'm your favorite quarterback. They call me Trace McSorley. I didn't you think just, I was going to hear that song today. To play that, Mel. Just admit it. All right. Let's, let's just, can we have a circle of honesty here okay, for a second? Yes. All due respect to Trace McSorley. Yeah. David Blau. Guys yeah. that could play the quarterback position better than I ever could. And yeah. that's all. Look, right. Of course. You, I, we know. Well, okay. I don't pile on with, of course. All right. Um, I don't want me starting week one for the Cardinals. I don't want David Blau starting week one. I don't want Trace McSorley starting okay. week one. And that's what, kind of what I was saying earlier. If you're going into the start of next season with a guy that was basically your third or fourth string quarterback this year, you're... Whether it's intentional or not, it looks like you're waving the flag on this upcoming season. You're you're almost using it as a bridge year to the following year. So they're going to have to add a guy at that position, like a significant guy. A, a, a guy that everybody's heard of, that you've seen play elsewhere in the league, yeah. I think is going to have to be who you have out there starting week one this season. You know, for me right now, and this is something Rick was actually talking about, and I agree 100%. I think Jacoby Brissett is a fit. I think he would be a fit, especially when you're talking about Drew Petzing, the quarterback coach for the Cleveland Browns who coached Jacoby Brissett, who's a free agent right now. This is a guy that can be a blending of the old and the new, a guy that is actually gone out and executed an offense where you had Nick Chubb 
Look, everybody, Nick Chubb standing there with his toes at six. Hand him the ball off. Run the tackle zone, the stretch play, and the play action that comes off of it. The boot, the waggle, and the straight seven-step drop. The max protection. Play action. Release two receivers and throw the ball down. That was Jacoby Brissett. You know, when I mentioned Jacoby Brissett yesterday, you laughed in my face. And you said, how are you coming up with these things? I Did I? Yeah, did I feel like you did. Well, to be fair, I was reading a listener's tweet, and you were like, Jacoby Brissett, what do you mean? Jacoby Brissett. You just needed me to say it. Yeah, apparently. It makes a lot of sense, though. It makes a lot of sense. Honestly, even without Drew Petzing, it makes a lot of sense, because this is a guy that was in this exact situation last year. Jacoby Brissett knew to come in, and, and he knew last year when he played... He was a placeholder for somebody else that was coming in. Yeah. Not the exact same situation, obviously, but in terms of he Deshaun knew he was the Watson. starter. Yeah, and he knew no matter what he did, he wasn't going to be the starter at the end of the season. So whoever you bring in next year needs to be good enough, and this is a really fine line to walk, good enough to win you games at the start of the year, knowing no matter what they do, they're the backup when Kyler comes Because I'm good enough. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> You're no, not going to finish the bit? That was <laughs> I just can't. I start laughing every okay. time I do it. You, you would be great on Saturday Night Live. Because <laughs> I'm good enough. Wolf can't make it through 10 <laughs> seconds of a sketch without laughing. I know. That's my problem. Okay, what, do your read or something. All right, I'll do, my, I'll do something. Doing? Text us your thoughts to the Fintel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, uh, sounds like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to see Kevin Durant in a Suns uniform playing. I guess we've seen him photoshopped into a son's uniform, but actually playing. We're going to give you the latest updates next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Baby, I took a half and she took the whole thing slow down. Baby, we should probably just carry over the conversation we were having during the break right onto the air, Wolf. <laughs> and that would require you turning on your microphone. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Luke. Just broadcast. No, it's just, you you played it off so well. Like you, you turned it on like a kid that just did something he wasn't supposed to do. Oh, my goodness. What did you say, Luke? What okay, are you talking about? You're so weird. Does, yeah, see, first of all, just because your microphone's not on doesn't mean you can't hear me because you have your headphones on. Yeah. Uh, secondly, let me just give an update first for, for what we know about Kevin Durant. Team hasn't ruled him out yet. Practice, I believe, just started over there like 15 minutes ago. Kellen Olsen's going to join us after practice, so uh, probably about an hour-ish. Kellen Olsen's going to join us, and we're going to grill Kellen Olsen. He doesn't even know what he's walking into. That's right. uh, but it, it sounds like no KD tomorrow. <laughs> then the next possible chance is Sunday. Brian Windhorst this morning on SportsCenter was saying Sunday is still a possibility. It seems like more and more people are thinking Wednesday is sort of the target return for KD. To be fair to the Suns, all they said was after the All-Star break. They didn't say right after the All-Star break. But um, that that's where we are right now with him. But you and I were talking during the break. Like, what do you want out of that first game yeah. when KD shows up? Let's let's do that right there. Let's, let's pretend ahead. it's next Wednesday. Just imagine. I, you know, I was talking about the Disneyland effect. And if you're going to Disneyland for the first time ever, man, you build this thing up. You, you've got this in your head, the imagination of how special, how magical the Magic Kingdom's going to be. You just, you think it's going to be all that. And then some. 
And then all of a sudden you get there and you built it up so much where there's only one place to go but down as you're standing in line for an hour. Then you're just in Anaheim. You know, um, so it's kind of like we're looking at this first game for Kevin Durant. What would you... What would you like to see, based on earnings? Really, would you like him to? Would, they, would you like the Suns to force the issue? Would you, if if Gene Stallings always used to say, "If I had my druthers, brother," you know, Is that if, right? I, if I had my druthers, I, I think I'd like to see KD score fifty, get it out of the way immediately, <laughs> get it, out of, get the it way. out of the way, make it would a you habit. Force the issue. If you would you go into the game as players as Monty Williams and say, "Hey, let's go. Let, let's try to get KD the ball. Get this over. His first game. Everyone's going to be because we don't want to try to work it. Okay, if he doesn't score thirty the first game, if he only scores nineteen or whatever, okay, game number two. Now, now this is where he's going to score forty. Right? Uh, oh, he doesn't score 40 there. Now all of a sudden it's okay. Uh, game number three. Here we go. He, I know he scored 19 and 18 in the first two games. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think the best case scenario is get you go it out there. The get, it, get it out of the way, Luke. I, I think he and, and, and best case scenario, I'm just saying. And you're playing Charlotte, so this is very much in play. If, if, if he doesn't come back till Wednesday, is that you just run out there and you're like, all right, let's see what this other team tries to do. If they're going to go put two guys on Booker, okay, Kevin Durant will go off. If they're going to put a bunch of guys on Durant, then Booker will go off. Let's just see how it plays out. You know, and, and if it's if they both hit like 30 in the first game, that would be best case scenario. Because then that sends a message to everybody else in the league like, yeah, this is about what you expect. They have two uncoverable players. I know what your best case scenario would be. But KD, you know, he comes in, plays well. He's Kevin Durant, right? Devin Booker looks fine. DeAndre Ayton just goes off because nobody's around. <laughs> that would be your best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Dunk the basketball too, man. Down low. I, I honestly, I, I just wonder what they're going to try to do. Force the issue with KD. Get him the ball because I don't think I don't think there's going to be a lot of double teams with KD and and Devin Booker on the floor together. I don't I don't know about that. I don't know what How you can do. How are you going to blitz one of those guys? You How, can't. I I know. That's why I don't. So. If they do try to play it straight up, are you going to force the issue? Are you going to try to do that? Get KD. Get this over with. Okay. We all know what we've got here. Let's get this over with and let him go out and score 37. That would be the only downside to our conversation earlier of if Josh Okogie was your fifth starter. And, and he's just... I mean, he's been scoring a lot lately. But if, if he were, wasn't somebody that could take advantage of the fact that other teams aren't even paying attention to him, you yeah. know what I mean, on the offensive side of the yeah. floor, you do want somebody out there, and maybe it is a Kogi because he's putting up like 20 points a game in his last four games, where if teams decide, you know what, we are going to blitz Booker or Durant, then somebody else does need to make them pay just enough for them to be like, great, okay, we have to at least acknowledge this guy over here, and then Durant drops 45 on you. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be fun whenever he plays. It's going to be fantastic. How, how would you love Jay Crowder? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that have been great? Jay Crowder is the fifth starter in there when you think about it. How yeah. different Jay Crowder is. The physicality that he brings. The tenacity and the toughness that he brings. That right there would be really, really interesting. It's a, it's a ridiculous thing to bring up. But when you've got all of that talent around him, all of that skill around him, all of that goodness around him. And then you got one guy who's just a banger. Well, we get to see him on Sunday. Yeah. For Milwaukee. 
This is uh, James Jones. He was on James Jones has been everywhere. Uh, he was on Burns and Gambo. He was on Newsmakers uh, this morning. He talked about Durant's availability and what it is hinging on right now. I don't rule anything out. Um, it really there's no exact. Um, process you go through. Right. It's just like uh, an adaptation and a response. So if he comes back and he's like, hey guys, I'm not ready to go, then you say, okay, Friday's not a go. But if he comes back and says, hey, I feel good, um, I want to test it a little bit, you know, you have conversations around you know, how you integrate them, how you use them. Um, so it, it's just a dialogue. But I, I'm telling everyone, he's, he's close uh, and I know he's itching to play. Here's what I want right here. I, w- I want Kevin Durant at 100%. Okay? That's what I'm going to say. A hundred percent. Just, you, you want him at a hundred percent. You don't want to bring him back at 97%. Why, why would you do that? Just, I, I know the fanboy in me wants to see him play. Yet at the same time, I know you have to, you still have enough games where they can figure it out. They can play with Kevin Durant. It's not Kevin Durant. I'm not worried about him at all, Basinonians. I'm worried about his teammates around him figuring out what their role is going to be playing with Kevin Durant. And when I say that, I, I despise myself for saying it because you know what your role is? Your role is to go out there and be the best basketball player you could possibly be. Uh, yeah, but you, you do have to fit together for this to work. I mean, they can go out there and all be really good individuals and lose in the first round of the Clippers if they're not careful. You know? Yeah, but they've got to play together as a team. The best way you can actually play together as a team is worry about yourself and how you play. Well, you know, the other part of this now for these these however many more games until Kevin Durant does actually come back is what James Jones, we played that clip earlier where this is competition for playoff minutes. These guys that are going to get extra minutes tomorrow, assuming KD doesn't play. Guys that will see extra minutes on Sunday, assuming KD doesn't play that aren't going to see those minutes necessarily. There's not going to be as many minutes available when Durant does come back. This is like an audition for those guys, whoever that ends up being. We still haven't even seen Darius Baisley play a second yet for the Suns. Yeah, haven't seen TJ Warren play much. Um, So it's, you know, (laughs) there's, there's a lot on the line and there's a lot of work and there's a lot that they can get out of these next two games without KD. But it's just, I mean, that hangs over everything at this point. It feels like... It feels like you you had your preseason for the NFL season, and then week one they said, actually, there's going to be an extra preseason game. (laughs) That's kind of what it feels like, doesn't it? Like everybody had just locked into tomorrow being the night for KD against the team that drafted him. I was sure that was going to be the case right there, and now it's on this day-to-day situation where it's not going to be tomorrow. You you feel it, even even though James Jones says he has not been ruled out for tomorrow's game. Can you, what if all of a sudden there is KD out? <laughs> now you've started it all over again. Oh, no. All right, good news for you, Wolf, is that uh, Guns N' Roses heading to Chase Field October 11th. That was just announced. Tickets are going on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair now by texting ROSES to 620-620. That's ROSES, just the word ROSES, to 620-620. Welcome to the jungle, Guns N' Roses fans. What was our biggest takeaway from the Nick Rollis presser yesterday? And let's flip that forward. What do you want to hear from Drew Petzing here in about an hour and a half. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, 
right, so Nick Rollis was introduced yesterday at 2, officially, as the Cardinals' defensive coordinator. Drew Petzing will officially be introduced today at 2, Wolf, as the Cardinals' offensive coordinator. Jonathan Gannon was there with Nick Rollis yesterday, and he did drop this on everybody. Calling of the defense, is that Nick's deal, or are you going to do something? Did I say he was calling the defense? Well, I, I don't know. I thought maybe... Maybe I said that I'll get to that when we get to it. Nick will call the defense. <laughs> that was really weird right there, right, when he said that. Um, because Poor Derb. Yeah, right. Derb asked the question right there. JG kind of bristled. As Did if, he not as, bristle? As if Derb hasn't already had a long enough offseason. Exactly right. I, I know. But can I just – not the fact that it was Derb that asked the question. Um, I like the fact JG bristled just a little bit. You know what? There's a little something coming out of the side of his neck, isn't there? A little something right there. And maybe it was totally inappropriate, but what it does tell me, there's a little something coming out of there. <laughs> I just like that he was like, we'll there's talk about leak. that when the time comes, and that time is one second from now. Yes, Nick Rollins will be calling the defense. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, the, the demand, the stuff that I'm hearing right now, the Nick Rollins presser was huge and the reason why is because he actually used the d word demand we are going to demand that players play this way and we're going to use Buda baker as an example wow do you know how awesome that is to actually take Buda baker and wave him around and say this is what we're looking for and if you're not giving this kind of effort what are you doing why are you here we're not going to play you. This is this is something that I think is really important going forward. This new culture that's going to be established. They've got a model. And everyone knows who it well, that, is. That's a fair question to ask, right? I mean, any, anytime that there is a new boss, everybody knows they're going to be evaluated, no matter what your job is. So if you are on this Cardinals, I won't even say defense, I'll say team. And, okay, here's a new coach, and here's all of his new assistants, and they're going to walk in, and they're going to say, okay, this Buda Baker guy, I, you know, I've, I've seen him, I've heard about him, obviously, and now I'm seeing him up close, what he can do. Aren't you then going to look at everybody else and be like, I'm not expecting you to be as good as Buda Baker, yeah. but why aren't you playing like him? You're What's lining your up next to him every day. You see it. You know, he's not some myth. You're lining up next to him. Why aren't you giving the effort he's given? Yes. Yeah, this is this is really, really important. I, it's the red dot. It's the red dot effect. You've heard me talk about this, Basin Rings, from time to time. The red dot is used by a coach when you do something really, really good or really, really bad. <laughs> That's when the red dot gets put on you as you're watching tape. There you are. You're sitting there in the running back room. All the running backs are sitting in there, whether they're hurt or not, whether they're active or not. There they are. All the running backs are sitting in that room. You've got your coaches sitting in that room, and you're breaking down the tape, and suddenly the red dot goes on you. And you know exactly, because you played the game, you know exactly what he's going to say. Many times, if you played the game on the road, you sat there on the plane just wrapped up in what coach was actually going to say the next day as you all watch the tape together. It is a scary proposition. It's the red dot. Now all of a sudden, you're going to put a red dot on Buda Baker and you're going to go watch him. 
I want everyone in this room to watch him. Many times, I had coaches, head coaches, that would do this in front of the entire team. In front of the entire team, put the red dot on somebody, good or bad, and call them out. In front of everybody. Boy, there, there was nothing that would make you feel better, Basin Onions, when he called you out in a positive way in front of your team. And there was nothing that would make you feel like the biggest jag on the face of the planet when he put the red dot on you because you got your face kicked in. <laughs> KD Countdown. So... According to the Suns, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is out tomorrow. That just came down. <laughs> All right. Well, look, this is what we expected, right? We expected practice started about a half hour ago, maybe a little bit longer ago. We expected. All right, Kevin Durant is. It's no nobody. As of this morning, was saying he was going to play. Yeah. Tomorrow, they just right. the Suns hadn't officially ruled him out, they and now they've officially ruled him out. Right there, the, the KD countdown is that that's is that new? I, look, at I don't have these things. I, I don't you think know. They give me those sorts Malone's of toys back there. Shaking it's JV down. Yeah. The yeah. the K. KD countdown. That startled me when I <laughs> I knew it was, I was coming. So I was just, oh, just okay, waiting great. For you Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't usually know. Like breaking yeah. news, I have okay. usually have no idea what's coming. But in that case, I okay. Knew it was so KD is out uh, for tomorrow. Ron Wolfley reporting. <laughs> well done. Good. Good work right there. I can say it with certitude. I can say it. And who is yes. your source? The team that we all just heard announce it. Um. Yeah. Okay. Who was the source? It's the Suns. It was the Suns, yeah. yeah. Okay. I would think they would know if, if the Suns are going to rule him out, that the Suns would be the first to know. You, you, of course they would. Uh, what were we talking about, though? I was interrupted. I was making a brilliant point. Well, and then it was just, the red dot. I mean, you were making red, oh, A points. Oh, boy. So don't start over. The red dot. No, but you can imagine how, how the, the lump in your throat when you knew you sucked buttermilk. And the red dot is on you. You knew you got your face kicked. And on that play, Luke, that was a bad feeling. Yet at the same time, the great feeling and the way you just tried to don't smile, don't grin, don't look like you're pleased. Don't all. jump up and dance. That he's, that he's pointing you out because you did something great. Buddha is that type of guy. He's so humble. He doesn't want it. Yet at the same time, they're going to use him as a model. He's done a good job, even when they showed it in Hard Knocks, and they'd be pointing him out with the red dot. In there. Why can't you guys be more like Buddha? Look at what Buddha did on this play. Look, he started over here, and he passed three of you to make this tackle. Yes. Buddha has done a good job of just kind of always looking a little peeved. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just his expression never changes when he's sitting in the meeting room. It's a good move. Uh, Nick Rollis, more from him yesterday, talking about control coming with energy. Being energetic is not the same thing as, as being emotional. And um, I always pride myself on bringing energy and enthusiasm and just love for the job and the sport every day but you know one thing that I always strive to be and that I expect from from my staff defensively is to be highly emotionally intelligent and to be the same person every single day and I, I kind of refer to it often as emotional intelligence of ultimately being in a state of mind where you are optimal to solve problems and that is not the same thing as being um, energetic. I think you have to have both, but being energy doesn't necessarily mean that you're 
just wildly out of control. No, there's a there's a high level of control mentally and understanding that when you're delivering something, a message, or you're out on the field and you're doing it energetically, it's very much intentional and controlled, right? And so, yes, I would say we're, we're often energetic, and, and you feel that right now um, just up in the offices, but I, the, that also means that, you know, I, I, I demand of myself first and of my staff that there is a high level of emotional intelligence with that. Oh, where do you unpack that, Luke? What do you want to say about that? I, I want to, I, at this point, just want to see an actual game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to see, I want to see how active Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis are on the uh, on the sidelines during a game. I'm guessing they're both going to be pretty active. Drew Petzing's a little bit more of an unknown to me, and maybe we'll start to unpack that here in about an hour when he has his introductory press conference. Yeah. Um, but I was telling you this before in the break, talking a lot about the Cardinals talking. That's all they can do. They can't play right now. Mm-hmm. Talking a lot, a lot about the Suns talking about Kevin Durant. Yeah. He's not playing right now. Somebody play. Tell me. Let's about get it. going here. Let's start, start playing some games. Or don't tell me about it. Um, just listening to that cut right there brought back a lot of memories. Being energetic is great, but never forget, Basin Onions, a washing machine is energetic as well. Um, you need to have contrast in what you do and how you coach. You need to have contrast. That's what I think he's saying. I, I mean, if you're constantly up here, Basinonians, because you're filled with energy, the time uh, the time out is coming at some point in time. That time out is going to be a player that tunes you out. If you're always up here, to me, if you're emotionally intelligent, you know when to hit the go button and when to hit the slow button. Does that make sense? You got the go and the slow. And the contrast is what gets their attention. That's what I think he's talking about. See, coaching that way, as opposed to always being up here, and the energy level is so high up here that you know what your your message just gets lost. I'm always be, behind the people on the freeway who know how to hit the slow button, but not the go button. They're the opposite. They just know how to go slow. Contrast is the spice of life. You know what I'm going to take away from today's show. Washing machines have energy. Yes. That's the first thing I'm going to... Like, if somebody's like, hey, how'd the show go today? Well, washing machines have energy. That's that's the, the main thing I remember now. That's right. Okay. They're just their washing machines. They just go round, 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 round at one speed, period. What you need is a little Kurt Cobain. Isn't that right, Basinonians? Contrast. Nirvana. That's what you need. All right. No uh, Kevin Durant tomorrow. How are the Suns handling the outside expectations with championship or bust being placed on them? James Jones weighed in on this, and he obviously has some experience as a player. He's got three rings. We'll let you know what he had to say next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.